Hello, everyone. Today, we've got Jenny Casson of Jenny Casson Consulting and Crowdfund Main Street uh, with us today. She is one of my all-time favorite crowdfunding experts because she's focused entirely, just like I am, on helping other people who are doing good in the world with their crowdfunding. So she's just, just phenomenal. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Jenny, welcome back. We're glad to have you on the show again. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, uh, we're far more excited to have you, but uh, I, there, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Uh, let's start with your book. You recently, last fall, you published a new book. Tell us about your book. Yes, it's called Raise Capital on Your Own Terms, How to Fund Your Business Without Selling Your Soul. And I decided to write it because I've been helping entrepreneurs raise money for their businesses for now for about, gosh, how long has it been? Almost 12 years. And um, over the years, I've sort of developed a, a set of steps that I take all my clients through to design their strategy. So I said, hey, I might as well put those steps into a book. So yeah, it was really fun to do. Um, I've been thrilled to be going around the country, kind of sharing it with people. Oh, that's terrific, that's terrific. You, you know, you really have devoted your career to helping people, uh, especially social entrepreneurs uh, and women, uh, raise money uh, using more uh, friendly processes, mm -hmm. uh, more founder friendly, I guess is what I'm really trying to say, processes that uh, I think in the long run will be more supportive of enterprises and still fair to investors. Talk a little bit about some of those strategies. Uh, most of them fall in one way or another under an umbrella we would use to describe crowdfunding, don't they? Yes, yes. I love the way you're describing it. I'm going to have to steal that language. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, when I, you know, I've been helping people raise money uh, using creative tools. And what we get really creative about is the, the way the investors are coming in. So instead of having it be a really extractive thing where it's all about the investor making as much money as possible, as quickly as possible, it's more balanced. It looks at all the stakeholders and how can we make sure that the business can maintain, you know, the health of the company and, and do the things that are within, that are, you know, part of the mission of the company. So we design investment tools that are a little more balanced. And so that's part of it. And then to be able to get investors interested in those kinds of investment tools, we found that it is a great idea to go after a broader pool of potential investors. You know, if you take a, an offering to a venture capitalist and say, hey, you know, I'm really looking for investors that don't want to get rich quick, that want to grow with us slowly, and, you know, maybe make a 5 to 7% annual return, you know, they'll laugh in your face. So, yeah. So they're not a good fit if you want those kinds of terms. But the good news is that, believe it or not, nine, over 99% of investors are open-minded about terms. Um, if you just open up your definition of who an investor is, um, you can find the investors that are going to be a great fit for you and will come in on your terms. That really is encouraging. Um, 
you know, the Jobs Act created a lot of enthusiasm. And we really haven't seen uh, crowdfunding as defined by Title III take off in quite the way, quite honestly, you and I, uh, among others, would have expected, um, partly because it took the SEC nearly four years to implement the rules. Uh, some of the enthusiasm and capital that was headed that direction, I think, left. But um, why do you think, why do you think the, uh, the market for crowdfunding uh, equity hasn't taken off quite like you and I expected? Yeah, you know, I honestly don't know exactly what I expected. I don't, it, it's interesting that you say it hasn't taken off because I'm not sure what would have been taking off, you know. Um, there's definitely a lot of people doing it now, you know. I guess maybe some people expected it would be a lot more, but um, I think it, you know, I kind of like the fact that it's kind of slow and steady. It's, I, I'm kind of glad believe it or I, I know this is kind of sacrilege to say, but I think it's kind of good the SEC took so long because there were some, there was a lot of hype. There were a lot of people hoping to get really rich quick off of uh, crowdfunding. And I think it's kind of good that some of those people fell by the wayside and moved to other things because, you know, it is something really serious to bring on investors. And I think we want it to be kind of a slow and steady, uh, deliberative, slow growth process, let people kind of dip a toe in the water little by little, get more and more comfortable with it. So, I, you know, I've been pretty happy to see what's been happening so far. Um, some of the platforms are not exactly in alignment with the whole reason I wanted this law to pass in the first place. Um, but, you know, it's nice that there are quite a few different platforms in each one. It kind of has a different sort of focus and, and message. Um, so I think, you know, so far we're doing okay in terms of, of the, the evolution of, of this way of raising money. And hopefully it'll just keep getting better and better, slowly but surely. Are you continuing to raise money for your fund using WeFunder? No, I finished that. Um, it, we just were raising money for two months. So we reached our goal uh, through WeFunder and then we followed WeFunder up with a, another raise that was uh, what we call a 506C raise that was open to accredited investors only. So we reached our goal and we've deployed all that money, but right. we're really happy with the results of that. So we will probably eventually do another one. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, doing a fund is, it's a lot, of, it's labor intensive, it's a lot of work. And so I've been really thinking about what is the best way to really make a big move of the needle when it comes to democratizing impact investing. And so in, now I'm focusing more on having a better crowdfunding platform that's really, really focused on impact investing and, um, you know, mission-driven businesses and businesses that are less represented in the world of fundraising, I think that is a way to move the needle more because it's so yeah. much easier for each individual issuer to do the compliance to raise money than to do a fund. So I'm focusing on that now, although I'm sure we will probably get another fund going eventually as we start to see what happens with this fund. Now, most of us who know anything about crowdfunding know that you can't raise money for a fund under Reg CF, <laughs> but you did. Uh -oh. so tell us about how that works. <laughs> oh no, did I break the law? No. 
Um, okay, so the way we did it <laughs> is um, it, it was done out of a, a nonprofit that's been around for many, many years. And so it's, it's a nonprofit that has a lot of activities going on, all kinds of programs. And so the fund was really just one small piece of the activities. And so we interpreted the law to say that because the, non, the issuer was not intending to be a fund, um, it's just one, you know, one small piece of all of the activities of the issuer that we could, that it was okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And so far, you haven't heard from the SEC suggesting otherwise. No. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, um, you've got a program you do um, from time to time, place to place. I think you're scheduled to do it in Maryland in November. Tell us a little bit about that. I think it's a fundraising workshop for women, right? Yes. Yeah, so every six months, we put on a three-day intensive training for women entrepreneurs about how to raise money using these creative strategies that I've been teaching for a while and helping clients implement. Um, and we've always done it in Oakland, but we decided to take it to the East Coast and do it in Baltimore. It's actually October 18th to 20th. And uh, we're, we're really excited. We found a great location at the University of Baltimore. And so it'll be, you know, a whole different event because it's, we're taking it on the road. Yeah, well, that is exciting to do a first one there. I wish you every success with that. Uh, how do people learn more about that? All you have to do is go to fundandfuelyourdreams.com to get all of the information about that training. Fantastic. Well, uh, you have been doing this for a while. Uh, I don't want to suggest you're old. <laughs> you, you have devoted your career to helping social entrepreneurs and women raise money in this sort of special, unique way. You, you are almost unique in the world in having this approach. Uh, what is the most important lesson you've learned throughout your career? Yeah, I just, I think over the years, I've gotten more and more optimistic about how possible it is to raise funding for a mission-driven business. Because I've seen investors come in on terms that people would have laughed if I had told them that someone could raise money on those terms. And I've seen it over and over and over. So I think there's just so many assumptions about what quote unquote investors are looking for, you know? And when you start to realize that more than half the country is made up of investors, you realize investors are so diverse. You cannot generalize about what they're looking for. I mean, I have had investors that refuse to take any financial return at all. And I've had, and not just one, a few. I've had other clients have those kinds of investors because they just feel really strongly that they were lucky enough to have wealth and they don't feel that it's right to take any return at all. You wow. know, I've had, yeah. I've had other clients where, you know, the investors were really, really happy with, you know, what many would consider a sort of a low return. Like one good example of that, this isn't a client, but a really great example of that is RSF Social Finance, who have raised, I think, around $50 million, offering what many would consider a pretty low return from, you know, they raised from the general public. And they offer, the return varies, but it's, you know, maybe 0.5%, 0.75%. And they've raised $50 million. So, 
I just, and, the, and I keep seeing it over and over, just all these amazing investors out there connecting with amazing entrepreneurs and just the, the relationships that come out of that and the, and just the inspiring things that happen. So, and I just, I feel like it's that movement of investors that are kind of more open-minded about what it really, what's really important to them when it comes to putting their money into something. It's, it's so exciting. And we, you know, in addition to working with a lot of, you know, we spend most of our time talking to entrepreneurs and working with entrepreneurs, but we do spend some time as well cultivating that movement of investors. Um, because we want more and more of those people to be out there for our investors, to, for our clients to find. And we actually created this website called movemoneycoalition.com. And that's kind of part of that, you know, kind of just a kind of a gathering place for people that are interested in getting a little more thoughtful and creative about where should I put my money? You know, what if, what if I'm kind of fed up with the stock market and I'd love to invest in something in my own community? What would that look like? How would I do it? You know? So we're, it's a very, you know, it's kind of a labor of love. A bunch of us got together and created this website. There's a lot more that could be done with it, but it's just a place where we're gathering, you know, resources, people, organizations, videos, articles, books, you know, for anyone who's interested in, um, in just being part of that movement of, of moving your money into things that you just love and care about and, and into the world that you want to see. So... Uh, Jenny, what what is the uh, why is it that you have pursued this with such passion and and it's genuine passion? I've known you for a while and you really care, uh, and you could be doing anything. So why on earth do you care so much about this? Yeah, um, I don't. I just there's so many amazing people in the world who are under-resourced. And I just, I think all the time about what they would do. And I know you see this all the time too, just massive numbers of people that if they had the freedom to just share their gift, that amazing thing that they do and that they're so passionate about, it would completely change the world. The world would be a thousand times better. And so I'm just anything I can do to move resources into those kinds of people. And, um, you know, you could do that by saying, oh, well, let's raise money. Let's raise charitable donations, which is great. But that's kind of a small amount of money. There's a lot of people competing for a fairly small pie. And I just looked at, I look at Wall Street with the trillions and, you know, I guess, is it 30 trillion plus dollars? invested on Wall Street. And I say, if we could just get a few percentage points of that money invested in good things, good people that are trying to make the world a better place, that would just be a real big deal. So that's, that's where I'm looking to, to, for that money to come from. And I don't think it's a difficult decision for a lot of people to move some of their money to those kinds of things. They just need to know how, you know, and they need to kind of, sometimes unfortunately there are intermediaries that get in the way because the, the, they're advisors who are very nervous about, you know, anything that isn't mainstream. And so, you know, there needs to be a lot more education and discussion about like, what is really risky? You know, some people will say, oh, a small business, that's so risky. But it may not be so risky if you know the business and you know the founder and you know how passionate they are and maybe you're a customer of theirs. Maybe it's not that risky compared to the crazy casino stock market. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jenny, what's your superpower? 
I think uh, seeing people's amazing superpowers, you know, and, and seeing that and just getting really excited about it and wanting to help them get the resources to make it happen and really believing in them. Because I just, I see it over and over. You just, people can have all kinds of, you know, faults and problems and, you know, lack of experience and lack of skills, but most people have at least one thing that they are totally passionate about. People, you know, get turned on and excited when they see that person talking about that thing or doing that thing. And I'm really good at seeing that in people and help and encouraging them to bring that out and not compromise on, on finding that thing and just really bringing it to the world. And, you know, I say, if you don't bring that thing to the world, you're, you're actually doing a disservice to the world. You got to do it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Before you go, would you remind people how they can find you online and connect with you? Yeah, so my website is jennycasson.com, J-E-N-N-Y-K-A-S-S-A-N.com. And of course, you can find out more information about our October event there. And you can sign up to be on our news on our mailing list so you can hear more about how we progress democratizing capital. Fantastic. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We wish you every success in your continued efforts to help people raise friendly capital. Thank you so much. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other change maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.